Hey, how your mom and dad? Welcome to the Far Reaches podcast. We are four friends from Eastern Oregon who have traveled the world and wound up scattered across the U.S. Join us as we get together to talk about current events, old events, agriculture, politics, movies, books, stocks, love, and even a little bit of life. No, we don't always agree, but we stay friends and even enjoy a few laughs. We think you will too, so come on along and enjoy the ride. And don't forget, keep on reaching. Hey, don't forget to stop by our special friends at B&K Auto Salvage who help bring this podcast to you each and every week. Folks, with over 1,200 used vehicles in stock and a large selection of 4x4 parts available, that's always being updated. B&K Auto Salvage is your Eastern Oregon one-stop shopping for the automotive world. And be sure to listen very close every week for the Far Reaches promo code that's going to get you discounted pricing and bumps on those prices on that scrap. So that's our good, good friends at B&K Auto Salvage. Make sure you told them the Reacher sent you and listen every week for the promo code to get extra savings. Hey, greetings and salutations. You like that or you like how your mom and them better? I don't know. I like how your mom and them. Okay. Hey, how your mom and them? Welcome to season <laughs> four of Far Reaches Podcast. That's right. We're back. We are live on the Facebook. If you're watching this later, we we were live on the Facebook. Um, we do have quorum. We have myself, Mr. Joel, and Richard, we are the Far Reaches. We're brought to you this week and every time we show up in this crazy little world of ours by our beautiful, magical friends at B&K Auto Salvage in the Grand Ronde Valley. That's the Grand and downtown historic Baker City. So make sure you call them in there. Get both for all your scrap yeah. needs. The discounts on pull parts. You're going to get more money when you sell scrap. It just don't get any better. Support them. They support us. Y'all support everybody. So welcome Season four premiere, we usually do like after roundup, we kind of like have a nice cleansing and coming to Jesus, and then we kick off another season. And here we are. And tonight we have myself, Joel, and Richard. Raleigh is in parts unknown, probably buried up in a pile of hay somewhere. But uh, for those of you who's your first time watching Far Reaches or listening, we are uh, four gentlemen from across the country who have some things in common and some things not, but we like to get together and talk them through and uh, have a little update. So... We start this uh, start this off what we call the reach around. So we all kind of go around the table, give a little update, and uh, kick her off. So, uh, gentlemen, who's first? <laughs> Cole's been to Ireland. He's been the farthest. He should start. That's a good point. He's been to the furthest yeah. reach. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've, yeah, I got. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I went to Ireland for a week. Um, not just I anyway. Cut, <clears throat> I could tell you about, yeah, I, I, I went roundup week. Um, is that a conscious decision or just like, hey, we got good tickets and I'm going to go then? Or like, I always go home for roundup, so I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in Pendleton over the last two years, Real. three years. Um, and I, I don't know. I, so I was there for what, two months over the summer? And I came back here and uh, I suggested, hey, maybe I'll skip Roundup this year. Yeah. And <clears throat> just sort of jumped at that opportunity to be like, can we go to Ireland? Like within minutes. Awesome. Like, ah, fuck. I guess so. I hadn't right. fully made up my mind, but yeah, sure. Uh, I've been wanting to go to Ireland for a long time. Yeah. Um, I suppose if you're going to miss Roundup, 
you can't just be sitting at home doing work. You gotta probably occupy your mind. Uses I was like, I damn, well played, Joel. Well played. I moved to New York in 2006, in November of 2006. So, and I think that first year, 2007, I skipped around up that year mm-hmm. just because I, I couldn't, you know, couldn't afford it. Uh, a plane ticket, right? Um, that was depressing as fuck, man. Dude, yeah. First one do I miss when I moved was that was awful. Yeah, people sent and texts, and you're seeing it yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting at work doing something, and people are being like, "We're going to let our buck room." I used to have nightmares of like, you know, it's Saturday around up, and it's like uh, five o'clock, and I haven't been to the letter buck room yet. So <laughs> I'm doing that thing where you're like trying to run oh, to the letter buck room, and yeah. people are like stopping you. You can't run fast enough, and <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, it's like Tommy Boy is trying to get to class and it's closed. You know, like no. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but it, it would have been a fun year too because you know casey on the roundup board and brian's on the happy canyon board and yeah yeah i think we would need need to be there to support them i guess but uh yeah i don't know ireland is a good distraction though so we took an overnight flight into dublin mm-hmm. and immediately so i think we landed at like 9 a.m we immediately just get on a bus uh, to Galway. So you mm-hmm. cross the entire island. And that was like another three-hour bus ride. And then uh, we spent the first three days in Galway. So Gal- Galway is like, I guess you would think of it as like party central. Mm. Uh, it's where like a huge bar culture, like all over Ireland is big pub culture and everything. But yeah. Um, Galway is like cobblestone roads, um, a lot of foot traffic. Um, like the roads are for people walking around. Oh, perfect. Um, we stayed right in the middle of it, right, right on. Spelled like you would pronounce it, Quay Street, but mm-hmm. it's pronounced Key. Um, right across the street from this bar called the Keys, or you would pronounce it the Quay. Uh, the quays or something like that uh which was like one of the like the busiest spots in town so it's kind of nice um from there i think that i get i get the trip confused a little bit but i think from there we took a day trip to the Aran islands uh we went to inishmore yeah um so you get on a took a little bus ride and then get on a ferry for about a half hour, 45 minutes to there's three islands. I don't know the names of all of them, but Inishmore is the big main one. And there's like 800 year round residents. There's a movie coming out actually that's filmed there. So we took a tour of it. You get there, you can take like a horse drawn carriage tour or uh, there's like other tour groups, but we found a guy that lives on the Island. He owns some land on it. And so instead of like going on the outer roads, um, he kind of cut us through the middle of it, uh, through his land. And uh, it's really neat. So you have like all the, if you've seen it on TV or pictures and stuff, there's instead of like fence, fencing, like, oh, yeah. Richard, you probably have uh, fucking fencing everywhere. But yeah, yeah, all their fences are made out Mm. of stone. Yeah. And they've been, 
it's, he said, the tour guide says that they started doing that about 3,000 years ago. So it's and it's just everywhere. So it's all protected. You're not allowed to like take any of it down, but it's just, it's everywhere. It, wherever you're like, and some of these plots are, you know, 20 by 20. Um, the whole island is like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, um, yeah, so we stop and we go to this place called the, the wormhole, which is like a natural rectangular, nicely cut out thing into the, you, you get on top of a cliff and you look over and it's cut out in the ocean, nice rectangle, <clears throat> where actually Red Bull does like a annual, uh, like a diving thing. Oh, yeah. They dive, yeah. They dive into that shit. Just nuts. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, the guy, our tour guide, he, uh, they had some cows and stuff, so I was trying to pretend like I knew what I was talking about. I'm trying to channel Richard and Raleigh, right? Got him up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, he was a really cool guy. He played, he played uh, Irish football. What is that? Is that? Can't, I can't remember if it's Gaelic football or rugby. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got to help. So he had to tear down one of the one of the walls to let the older people in our group through. And then I got to help him put that back together. I saw that. Um, yeah, Inishmore was really cool. There's a movie coming out called The Banshees of Inishira, mm. which has, um, uh, what's his face? Colin Farrell. I think it's a trailer for that. Yeah, it looks really good, right? It's like, it's the one where like nobody likes him. Well, it's about the, <clears throat> Colin Farrell and he's friends with this old guy. And the old guy was like, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Yep. He gets really upset. He's like, why not? Because <laughs> I'm uh, stunned. Yeah. Yeah. You don't talk, you talk about nothing but nonsense. And he's like, but yeah, it looks really good. It's coming out later this month. Oh, cool. But it was, keep an eye it was, yeah, it was filmed there. And we, we stood in the location where they put up like their little, the little house mm -hmm. um, that looks out over the rest of the island. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, another day trip, we went to the Cliffs of Moher. But they were, uh, it was very foggy, so we couldn't get in there, um, which was kind of a disaster because that was a two hour bus ride to get there. Oh, geez. And then we get, we, we, you know, we go to a walk up 10 minutes up to the top to look over. You can't see shit, it's all fog. And, uh, <laughs> like, but imagine. <laughs> yeah, this is like at, this is like at two o'clock. I'm like, okay, so how do we get back? Um, tried to call a cab from the information desk and like yeah they're not responding I'm like the bus is going to be here at six. Oh, shite so i'm like i don't want to just sit around here for four hours but so we hitchhiked uh back into about 10 miles away there's a little town uh camera was uh camera what it's called but uh like a tiny little town that had a couple pubs in it so we went there we went to the people, went with some people that we hitchhiked with. <laughs> That's for Hey, come on to um, town. We'll get a couple of pints. I've done that in Texas. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And they had like, well, they were supposed to have live music, but we didn't get to see any of that. But yeah, so six o'clock rolls around. We get back on the bus. I'd add, you know, five or six pints of Guinness at that point. And I make it about three quarters of the way back to Galway. And I'm like, I have to get off this bus. I have to, I'm going to wet, I'm going to wet my pants. And I'm like, so I leave Jess on the bus. I'm like, I'm getting off. And 
uh, I'll figure out how to get home. Oh my God. There. How far away were you? <clears throat> like a half hour, probably at that point. Um, so yeah, I've immediately found like, thankfully it was like kind of remote, a little park there and peed in the park and walked five minutes into town and had another pint called a cab. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I left her. Well, she stayed on the bus strategically because Galway, we knew there was taxis. And if I couldn't find a taxi in this town, she could come retrieve me. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, there was. Um, yeah. Did your phone then, work uh, out there pretty well? Yeah. Yeah. The phone worked fine. I, I signed up for like a plan of mm-hmm. being away for two weeks or a week or whatever. Um, then the next day we went down to Cork. We were in Cork for three days. From there, we went to a little town called Cove, which was the last port of call for the Titanic before that set out and crashed. Wow. Wasn't expecting that, like a fucking Titanic museum, but we went through a Titanic oh, museum. Uh. That was also a neat little town. But my favorite town was Kinsale, which was another little bus ride from Cork. Um just like a little windy road, classic, what you would think, what I think, what I, how I always pictured Ireland towns is like, you know, windy cobblestone roads with pubs everywhere you look. And, yeah, I, I. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I liked Kinsale. And then, so we were there for Cork for three days. And then we went to Dublin for two. Dublin is like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was fine. It's a city, yeah. Saw oh, some like, like historic pubs and yeah. did the Guinness Brewery and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that was Ireland. Mostly yeah. beer, or did you drink any Irish? I drank probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred pints of Guinness over a week. <laughs> but it tastes so good there, doesn't it? It was really good, and I like the culture of it. Like, uh, you meet so many people that are very friendly and they'll like, they, they hear you with an American accent and they, they actually like seek you out and they're friendly to you. They buy you beers and have (laughs) like the, you ever split the G, do that thing with a Guinness, try to split the G on the cup, on the glass. So every pint of a Guinness, proper pint of Guinness has a Guinness glass with like the harp and. It says Guinness below it. And between the harp and the letters, you want to take on one drink mm-hmm. or one trip to your mouth. Uh, you want to drink just enough so that the level is right between the letters and the harp. Gotcha. Of course, that's the game. Yeah. It's yeah. a wonderful exactly. game. So close <laughs> to perfection. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like a glass is a nice line. And so, yeah. I got real good at it. <laughs> again. Yeah. And then, uh, but man, Guinness just messes up your stomach. Like the whole week, my stomach was in like, Jess was kind about it though. She didn't care. But uh, God, it was a mess. But um, Did you take you off to Guinness when you got back to the States? No, I'm still doing it. Still drinking (laughs) Guinness. Oh, really? Yeah. After having right there from mother's breast, man, I, I can hardly drink Guinness anymore. It's I always heard that it was better. It's a little bit better in Boston and New York, though. No, I, I like. I I will have one in Boston. Yeah, but maybe we'll have Boston, one anywhere. You're not that big. Yeah, the difference is like it's not the it's not the the 
the liquid itself is fine. It's like the 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 frothy head on the mm-hmm. Guinness is like more soupy. It's bitter over here in Ireland. Yeah, I think it's bitter in, in the states, but yeah, it never stopped me before, as Richard said. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, but other than that, I've been <clears throat> I got back here. I've been joined a new new darts league. I joined. So last season I was on the Tuesday night league, mm-hmm. which is a park park slope league, which is where I live. And this season I got invited to join the Bay Ridge League. Bay Ridge is a another neighborhood in Brooklyn, a little farther south. Uh, but a lot better players, better competition, more difficult. I had a game last night and I actually went four and did pretty good. Yeah. There's like a learning curve. There's so much more pressure. The first week I was 2-2. Week two, I was 1-2. and And then something clicked. I've gotten, over the last week, I've turned a corner. I've gotten, taken a step forward. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, like before here, I was just, I went down, have a couple drinks and uh, play a little darts. And I think I played three games of 5-1 and I got, a couple tons. I've got a ton 25, 125 on one mm-hmm. turn. But that used to be like rare. Hitting a triple yeah. 20 is like few and far between, but now I'm doing it pretty regularly. I'm getting a lot better. In your groove. Cool. I want to become a professional dart player now. I can sense it. Can um, sense it. That's about it, man. I mean, there's probably other stuff that I, I can't think. You're coming to you. Yeah. Richard, what's going on with you? Richard, what's happening? How's your mom in salutations? (laughs) How's your mom in salutations? (laughs) (laughs) Potential. That's got strong potential. Yes. Oh, man. Um, It's been uh, crazy times around here. So... Um, things are really going good in the real estate and, uh, the green grass has stuck around abnormally long for the middle of a drought. So I don't know what the hell is going on, but the cattle are all making it, going to make it like it was a regular wet year, even though it was a drought, but this summer, everybody, I'm just stating stuff that everybody knows down in lakefield never got that hot no and uh like everybody's going oh this is the hottest ever been i'm like oh shit one time in august i was sleeping under a horse trailer at 108 degrees and that was hot and that never hit 180 degrees the eight degrees this year and it wasn't just 108 degrees for one day it was like 108 degrees for multiple days uh-huh. then i remember being in bright man and it being 215 degrees for two straight weeks so all this media and everything saying, oh, it's the hottest. Yeah, not here. And everybody that's around Oregon that says it's the hottest, <laughs> not at all. Short memory. Short memory. I'm sure I'm sure Micah can remember summers that were hotter. Oh, dude. Yeah. Probably just people pushing the narrative, right? Similar to talking can... about how hurricanes are increasing in frequency and strength, where it turns out that's all not, that's all bullshit. Look, there's obviously some fluctuations in our climate. Like, I will admit that 
it seems to me in my lifetime that when summer starts and when the wet season starts has changed a little bit. And the variety of the wetness that we're seeing is different, but I don't know that it's, uh, I'm going to say it's different. It's climate change. Yes, it's different. Is it the end of the world? I'm thinking maybe not. So, but that climate, that narrative, like you're talking about, that to me is annoying because I have been in this desert and it's been really hot. <laughs> and this summer was really sort of a cakewalk. I don't know. How was it at the Pendleton Roundup? Because I remember going the first time I went, I went to the Pendleton Roundup. It was hotter than the hubs of hell. It was 9-11. Yeah. You just sweated. You were still sweating when you were down to, walking downtown and, and it was dark. It was incredibly hot. And it doesn't seem like Labor Day or the Pendleton Roundup was that particular bad this year. So perfect weather yep. this year. Like, Labor Day was cool here. Yeah. So yeah, there might have been some hot days and non-characteristic times of the year, but overall, I'm not gonna buy that this region had a hotter summer than any other time. So but um real estate's kicking along and uh got school started, so doing that big shuffle and um what other exciting stuff it's just sort of been a work of work a day summer for me it hasn't there's nothing really oh i did have i did take a three-day trip up to billings which was really fun to be really? on the ranch investor podcast oh, nice the first episode draft last week i think it did pretty good i'm not sure but uh got a lot of positive feedback from my inner network and uh so a lot of people uh shared stuff with me that they hadn't shared with before so that's that's awesome i think that uh it was nice to talk on a niche podcast about something i was passionate about so um that was really and what are we chop liver it's just co-op co the co-op discussion yeah the co-op discussion <laughs> so no but i uh I love Billings. I always have loved Billings. And so it was nice. It was 99 degrees when I got up there, but I stayed downtown and uh, went up to a little bar they have there that uh, has Guinness that I know of. It had about three Guinnesses. And the guy goes, Oh, you want another one? I'm like, Yeah, this one, after this one, three turns into six and six turns into 12. And then it's, then you're kicking me out of here. So I think I'll just go. So, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> then, your theory yeah but uh i wish i had a little bit of time more but quick trip up there went to the Winnemucca fair and saw my uh niece and nephews animals i've never been to the Winnemucca fair so that was really fun to sort of get out of the norm um had some stuff come up wasn't able to swing pendleton it was on my list of stuff to do this year so Hopefully, fingers crossed, next year I'll make it up there. I was sort of sick I missed it. It seemed like Pendleton was this perfect convergent of a lot of our peers that probably haven't been all stacked up in the same place in a long time. And I sort of kicking myself I missed it, but life happens. Let's start planning this year for next, man. There'll be yeah. even more people there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go into fall and I'm hoping for I have great I'm pinning great hopes on the summer of 2023 because I've sort of got the shaft with long COVID last year and 
this summer's been incredibly difficult. So I'm I'm hoping for my hot girl summer. There you go, Richard. I can yeah. sense it. <laughs> uh, where are you at? Like so, right now, going going into October, where are you at? Like the what what goes on right now? The cow with the cows. I I run around and wring my hands a lot and bug the shit out of the guys that have the cattle because there's absolutely nothing I can really do for four to six weeks. But um, when do you sell them to like for slaughter and all that? Well, a lot of them are going to go into the grass fed program, and that's a big thing. You got to, we just got done with hay. I got to talk to, uh, um, you know, work through the banker, how many calves I'm going to keep in the grass fed program, how many I'm going to sell. And uh, I also have to get my stupid, uh, so as of hopefully uh, January 1st, I'll be buying this real estate company. So I still have one lousy test to pass. I've never had such a hard time passing a, such an easy test. I don't know what it is. I just cannot get the questions. So I have everything to be a principal broker and I just have this one little obstacle. So I have to resolve that by the end of the year. But um, congratulations, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, we did, man. Oh, I forgot. We did some, made some really big strides on the ranch. We, uh, I, had this big plan this year to plant a bunch of trees i got one tree planted just out of pure stubbornness and defiance i just went out and stuck it in the ground because i wasn't able to plant all the ones i wanted but i rebuilt the one of our field the ends of our field that has been a chronic problem for years put in all new uh brace pipe bracing and uh really build it up so hopefully that I won't have to worry about it again in my lifetime because I think that's why you should build fence. So <laughs> I would think about stone just for yeah. yeah. If we, we don't quite have that many stones, it takes a lot of stones to build that many. So I can't even imagine how rocky Ireland was previously. And then if yeah. you think about it, think of how moving all those rocks changed the whole environment of Ireland. Yeah, it was actually kind of interesting on that. Sorry to interject, but yeah, like <clears throat> you could tell on Inishmore like it's pretty rocky mm-hmm. but they they move it into the fence and then they're like why is it so green but apparently they go down to the the shore and they bring up uh seaweed mm. oh for and for uh, to soil. create the soil yeah. yeah oh that's awesome that's a good that idea sense. yeah hmm. so anyways it's been a long time since i updated but that's that's pretty much where we're, where things are at with us and, um I'm actually really looking forward to this winter and uh, I love this time of year. Fall's probably mm-hmm. my favorite year as I get older. Yeah, me too. So you are. Yep. That's my that's my update. That's my salutations. Wow. Well sell your mama. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh let's see. Now there's been a lot of stuff going on with me as well. Um work wise has been going crazy. Took uh, the girlfriend home, Kristen. We went home to uh, Pendleton together for Roundup. So um, that was probably our biggest trip so far. We've gone to Savannah and some other stuff. But, like, um, yeah, we had a blast. Um, flew back into Boise, and we're going to go to the uh, – really wanted to see the Interpretive Center in Baker. You know, that's a pretty cool deal. And the Sons of Bitches are doing some kind of full remodel on it. So they had the road, like, mostly closed, but but not quite enough. So we just – 
it's a rental car. So we drove around the barrier and went up there anyways and spent about an hour. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can walk around outside as well. Um, so we did that anyways and had our own tour and then uh, blasted on over the hill to B-Town and got in Thursday, oh, about five o'clock, I guess, or something like that. So we met the herd uh, and Max. I'd given uh, my good friends, the McNamies, got my uh, Thursday tickets. So we met them at Max afterwards as well. So it was Jim and Maria and then Miss Miss Amy uh, came over as well. And then Kurt and Jenny and everybody else. And my buddy Jimmy Don came up from Tejas as, as well. So we had a nice little herd and Max uh, Thursday night. And then Friday, I got to go see Colby and TJ doing the uh, announcement of the parade in the morning. So I went down and rattled their cage a little bit and uh, got to see all that. And then Saturday, and it was just freaking perfect weather the whole time. So yeah, Friday was uh, running into pot roast and everybody else. And then... Uh, I do have to give a tremendous shout out uh, to one individual in particular, especially on uh, on Saturday. Kristen was just dying to get a freaking day sheet, like had to have one because you're at the rodeo. She wanted a day sheet. So poor Bo Sewell sits down below where I do. And so I'm like, hey, go see that maniac down there. See if you can talk him into giving your day sheet. So she went down. She did not know that I knew him or vice versa. So she talked him into giving, uh, giving up his day sheet. So Bo. Thank you, good sir. You're a gentleman and a scholar and a friend to a woman in need. Yeah. So, uh, so roundup was a blast. Uh, unfortunately, Kristen got, got COVID when we got back, but recovered uh, after two days of death. But uh, I just had sniffles. So I think uh, once you get roundup COVID, I think you're good for forever <laughs> after that. Yeah. So it's the most still, legitimate still, form of COVID. It's roundup COVID. Roundup COVID is a whole different kind. Yeah. So I did work from home that way because it was like, I think it was. Tuesday or Wednesday morning, it must have been Wednesday morning. Yeah, I have an early meeting, a sales meeting on Wednesday mornings, and she sends me a text. She's like, uh, I've got the COVID. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, we have been in close proximity for approximately uh, three weeks, so I probably better check. So I did my sales meeting from my office. I'm like, I want to go home. So I tested negative like for like eight days in a row, but I still work from home just because why not? Yeah, so. Where's Kristen from? She's from, uh, well, she was born and raised in Jacksonville most of her life, but she lives here in Gainesville. Oh, so yeah. what was her impression of Pendleton, Oregon? She loves it. She actually wants yeah. to go back. Can you believe that? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd never been shopping at the uh, gift shop before, but we did that and got some good swag. We drove by the a gift, gift shop in Pendleton? Lunch. Say again? Go, go ahead, Joe. Uh, no, I, was, what, I didn't know there was a gift shop. What get Pendleton Woolen Mills? No, shop? like across the street now. Um, you know, you got the freaking whole Roundup office. Oh, the Roundup shop. store. Like, yeah. Your, yeah. That's actually that's a nice oh, store. It, it really is. I was like, holy yeah. buckets. Yeah, like we were we bought some stuff earlier today. We were over at Max and we were walking back to put it up. And I'm like, well, gotta walk through it anyway. So we bought a whole bunch more shit. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah. And Richard, we got in too late to go to the bench. We never would have made it to P Town. I know. I was giving a trap. Yeah. And like, well, you know, I had to tell her about our trip when we went to um Kiko's wedding, you know, when I had <laughs> a great time. And so <laughs> one of my favorite Richard stories. Yeah. So um no, she uh she wants to go back to Pendleton, even you know, either go back to Roundup or definitely just go back to visit during like normal times as well because it's a little bit different but um did did you use our our seats and was it r i think well yeah we did part of the time yeah because um 
I don't know, one day it was like crowded up by my seats. So we just sat down at Skirt and Jenny anyways and uh, mm-hmm. did that because mine are like two rows up, I think, from y'all's. But uh, yeah, okay. so we hung out there. And, um, I was wondering if it, whatever happened to the tickets this year. Doesn't sound like Brian and Casey use them. Uh, no, I didn't. I saw both of them, but I never saw them in the seats. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, so I actually watched most of the rodeo on Saturday, uh, which is good. And we had like, we were in a roast um so we were double d and he wanted to go 17 for a little bit and shot the breeze in there and then we had to go to lbr so it's true friday was kind of like the acclimation day of all things like what you need to see at roundup to be at roundup so and west end beer stand of course and all that fun stuff so did you uh i don't know how to phrase this appropriately for the audience but did you see any boobs in letter uh no no we did not <laughs> really yeah. No, I no, we did. When we first walked in, Ralphie was hard at work. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where to stand. You gotta stand next to Ralph. Ralphie's like the epicenter of boobage. Yeah. So I was like, hey darling, let's go over here. Yeah. So like, <laughs> we shuffled around the side. Yeah. Like you gotta stand here. Here picture. you get a nice angle of what Ralph's looking at. Yeah. Ralph's stand behind Ralph yeah. or in front of him, I mean. No, yeah. So he had eyes on her and we just we just casually wandered over here. Yeah. I thought. The picture of you in the letter buck room seemed pretty sparse. Compared What's that? To the last time I was there, the the letter buck room seemed pretty sparse. The picture that you posted from there. Oh yeah, well, it was early in the day. Um, well, just after run in, yeah. So not too bad, but yeah, it, it well, wasn't casual enough to buy time. It's absolutely true. Ever since they opened up the double D, mm-hmm. the letter buck room has suffered. I feel like they need to get rid of that extra room. Which I think after really, like doesn't really you know, have a letter buck room theme anyway. It's like kind of not in the spirit of it. Yeah, get rid of the old Hall of Fame. Go back to the basic. Mm, oh yeah, shut that down a little bit further. Or like, yeah. you know, part of me like I'm gonna say it out loud. Like maybe you shut Double D down after like you know three events, and then everybody has to go to LBR. But but I like it outside. Oh, there. It's really nice. Like you can stand around, eat peanuts, watch shit, bet on the you know. If you want to watch any relay races, like that's the really good spot to be. Um, barrel racing is really cool from there too if you can say that out loud yes absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um and then we just had uh there was the big hurricane um that came roaring through a couple weeks ago now or last week last week i suppose yeah it was last week so i think ian yeah like uh, yeah i sound so casual about it because like when we were watching it um you know, it was like it was, it was literally coming straight at me arse like most of the week. And so then like Wednesday was like really dark outside. Like it was almost like evening all day long, like like a, almost like a like a really strong blizzard, you know, like the dark snow clouds come in. That's how it was. But because it wasn't windy or anything like that, I was just like, oh, this must be like the calm before the storm they talk about. So it was like heading our way. And like we had gone out like on... Well, you're closer to the east coast of Florida. Not by much. Coast, right? It's it's right almost right dead in the center. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. So we'd gone out Saturday or Sunday, I think, and like, you know, got some, I went to Harbor Freight, got a couple extra lanterns and just because it was fun to get on over Harbor Freight anyways and some, you know, some batteries and stuff like that. Uh, people were buying water like maniacs and that was like Saturday before that week and then uh, like i said wednesday was super dark but quiet and calm and and so it was still headed towards us pretty hard so we actually closed the lab on thursday 
and sent everybody home because the the university itself was closed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so we're we're on part of the innovation part of campus. But um, so yeah, Thursday though, like I got up, there had been like a half an inch of rain on my rain gauge, and like no real wind, and you know there was some like blown leaves and stuff, but like it had definitely turned and raged through like Orlando and up through that way, and then actually went around us and then up up the. Uh, the east coast so thursday was and pretty nice day, actually. the picture's coming out of fort myers are incredible oh, hammered yeah it hit that hard like it was still like hunter like cat four or five when it hit there like huge winds big surge like that was a lot of water like there's a lot of houses that are gone there um no doubt it dumped a lot of water across the middle like kissimmee there's like a bunch of big ranches in kissimmee in that area that are basically flooded still um, it drains pretty quick but like they got just you know 20 inches of rain um you know even here that's too much rain to put somewhere so but they're it's coming back out but like that that was probably the worst part that first day it was on shores it did the most damage no doubt um so but so it's weird yeah. like you know you think it's coming right up your ass and like everybody's like you're gonna leave and i'm like i don't know like i don't know where it's gonna go for one how far do you drive like uh, i'm like i'm probably about the best place i can be right here so i was thinking that we got that big drainage ditch behind your house that yeah so water, like, right? all the way around it yeah so it's kind of high anyways and i was like mm, it's know. like a moat kind of yeah. got a moat exactly yeah keep your distance so um Put alligators in there and shit might be already i don't know i've never seen them but who knows that doesn't mean they're not there yeah yeah, Justin's folks live in Sarasota. Um, oh, yeah. Which is kind of, seemed like it was right in the path of it, but, uh, yeah. and they, they live across the street from the, from the ocean, but mm -hmm. uh, apparently they didn't have any damage. They aren't, they aren't in town, but uh, no damage. They're calm down. Yeah, like uh, my, my boss flew in to Tampa on Monday and then flew out again on Friday and wasn't delayed a single second out of tampa so and he came in from the uk so uh, you know it was just and but then my my other buddy that i work with had came in from utah and he was supposed to play out thursday and then delayed him till friday even though probably didn't have to but they did it like on wednesday just out of like abundance of caution as one might say but so it was it was interesting to see like the prep and some of the, like the the bit of the panic you know so i'm going to look on facebook market for the you know unused used generator because uh, so, people were buying like generator like you know like everywhere dude like it was like chaos for that and bottled water and you know there was no bread at the store you know like things like that you're just like calm down like you don't eat this much food any other day of the week why are you going to eat shit now um but that's just one of the, that's people um so because i was like yeah, i don't need a generator and then i was like man if my freezer dies for like three days yeah i'll have like a hell of a barbecue but that's like there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in there that would cost me about as much as i'm going to spend on a generator so it's kind of a i still wouldn't want to replace it so that's all that find uh you know colorado craft beef and heart brand and everybody else so yeah but uh, that's probably the higher points you know Going home with a woman to round up, and then uh, my first real hurricane scare since I've been here. So, but somebody was talking 
where our, my boss from the UK was like, you know, it's this is not that big a deal. These don't really happen that often, you know. And we're like, <clears throat> we have what's called hurricane season. That's how often <laughs> it happens. So uh, yeah, he's like, oh, try it. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> is there one on the way? Uh, all right. There's some like storms. You always get updates now on the phone, um, but uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So there's one. There's one heading towards Mexico right now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna use the restroom. Be right back. All right, make sure you take your microphone off this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, I get, I, I just went ahead and spent like the 20 bucks on the fancy NOAA weather update dinger bobber. And so, oh, uh, cool, cool. That's cool. That's it, a cool program. It is a really good, um, good radar, good, good, good forecast. So, uh, yeah, so there, there's a bunch of storms still like down there, off the coast of Cuba, like building around. But uh, it looks it looks fairly calm here for a while. So, but it's been getting down in like the 60s and stuff at night, which is like or even mid 50s. So that like that's like this week is like 50s at night and 75 to 85 in the day, which is like that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Do you guys follow? Go ahead. I'm looking for my slippers. Yeah, my slippers. Ah, my programs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <it's clear. laughs> do we follow what, Joel? I was gonna ask if you guys follow if you guys do you guys know who Michael Schellenberger is? Yep. I think and so. He, he he was gonna run for governor. I think he did against he did. Newsom. Uh but <clears throat> he's like a he's like a liberal uh common i don't i don't how would you describe him richard i don't i don't know how you describe him he's... he was a super environmentalist and um yeah he decided that maybe not all things are you can be solved by going radically left mm. and sort of work back to the center really sort of common sense guy and uh very compassionate about the things that he follows. I don't mm -hmm. agree with him on everything, but I think that like, if we're going to have Democrats and Republicans, we're going to have this, this is the kind of guy I want to see on the other side of the aisle. He's a yeah. good human being. He's in it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. and I don't think that unless you're like pawn scucking some corrupt scum, you can be in politics. So well, he brings he brings like receipts to all of his arguments, as in like so. Of course, after this hurricane just hit Florida, of course the news cycle is hurricanes are becoming more frequent and more intense and blah blah blah. But he used NOAA mm -hmm. data to show that no, they're not. There's more wealth in the path these days of uh of of hurricanes like mm -hmm. so one of the things he showed a picture of like miami beach or something from like 1917 versus versus today and you can you know it's just full of hotels and shit now back then there was like one hotel on there so the yeah. hurricane hit yeah it's not a big monetary damage now you got there's just more people but the the data doesn't really lie and the fucking journalists at Washington Post and the New York Times 
they, they're just spreading the narrative and it's unbelievable. And he, he calls them out on it and they just don't respond to him. I think it's, it's just unbelievable. I think, a, I think he had a little bit of trouble with Twitter blocking him also. No, oh, wow. Maybe not censoring him all out, yeah. censoring him, but sort of suppressing his posts. And... Yeah, he got shadow banned for his yeah. uh, COVID vaccine work and anti-lockdown anti policies have got of Newsom. I forgot. Yeah, he was way... He was... Yeah, I thought it was weird his COVID stance. I thought he wouldn't have gone that far, but yeah. He's a big proponent of... Uh, so what, he's what he spends most of his time talking about is energy policy. Um, no, and, uh, and uh, you know, like Germany is shutting down all their nuclear power mm -hmm. plants while at the same time they're looking at i think over there they're looking at a pretty harsh winter of energy yeah they got and, all the pipelines are shut down from russia and all that stuff like what are you doing man yeah so they're shutting down their power and like that's just gonna i don't know it's gonna backfire on them i think obviously nobody at nato or european union has cracked some two's art of war lately <laughs> that's probably banned dude yeah <laughs> i love it when they go oh, the pipeline exploded big surprise yeah you're like hmm yeah, yeah. everybody watched even a freaking james bond movie for god's sake yeah yeah read tom clancy like you don't have to be like some kind of freaking genius you know like deep in some kind of think tank like hmm <laughs> I I I think yeah, energy policy ought to be debated weekly on TV. Like seriously, you know, like so yeah. I think if I had solar panels and I just lived in town and commuted, I might have an I might have an electric car so I could just charge it and, and piss around. I'd probably still just buy a motorcycle because it's cheaper. But like literally three days after California's like, you know, in 10, 20 years, no more gas cars the next day. Hey, uh, so don't run your air conditioners and shit, because uh, we don't have enough power. And you're like, so what's gonna happen? Like when everybody has an electric car, um, you know, like does anybody talk about where this shit's coming from? Like the well, building, another, not an answer. You know. <laughs> another interesting thing I saw, that I don't know if it's true, is like physically not enough minerals to give every to replace all the auto, auto uh, all the gas powered vehicles. Mm -hmm. And my other favorite meme I saw today was all the uh, the power trucks, the lineman trucks lined up in Florida to go fix uh -huh. the power. Somebody wrote on the bottom, not one of these is electric. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I, I've seen several stats about how much natural resources it takes to make batteries and everything else that goes into these cars. And like, we don't have like, like say there's like 30 things that you need to make these batteries. We don't have like 18 or 20 of them in the U.S. Geez, I wrote a post about it. You would have thought I was burning babies. <laughs> yeah, is that the one where you showed the fields full of like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think like, I shared that. That's the I honestly had a guy... Man. I actually, and I did research to make sure that's accurate. Yeah. So like, you don't want to share misinformation. And I, I, I checked it out and it was true. Yeah, I had a guy attack, uh, attack me. He still follows me. We're still sort of... Uh, but he thought that I was plagiarizing all my writing. And then he also said that there was no way anybody could produce as many posts as I do without stealing it from other people. And then you like purposefully misspell words. And... 
Yeah. Fuck up I, said, yeah. I, I did a little <laughs> poll, just a tongue in cheek poll, and I said, uh, I forget what all the options were. Do you believe I write my own content, something, or is it just, sure. am I just a ghostwriter with bad typos? Yeah, you're a good. You're a good writer, Richard. Tremendous I enjoy, writer. I enjoy reading your posts. And that's his They're, point they, too. Like, yeah, the guy you likes can when you edit write. them, but it's not that. Don't, bad. Edit, don't edit them. The fact that they're like not that. edited perfectly. Yeah. Oh, there's I a reason why you that. wrote them. Because if you edit them after you post them, then it suppresses the post. Uh, I mean, like proofread it before you post yeah. it. I you don't know how many times I proofread it. I miss it every uh, time. You're looking at the final result already, Joel. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, you you have a dyslexia, so it makes sense. Right. I used to go back in like before they started suppressing posts that got edited, and I can sort of see why they do it because people can say one thing and then change yeah. it. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I used to edit them. I'd read through them and I'd see something. I'd go back and change it, but that hurts me now, and so don't do it, man. Yeah. No, you have a distinct writing style for one. B, I know like you got a thing the 10 billion better things to do than have somebody else write your shit for you like it's just preposterous to even mention it yeah well it's it's k it's what do you call it k order for me so cathartic cathartic yeah see uh right there. who's it who's the other guy that writes really good posts to your friends on mike is it is it is it ty cam is it ty campbell is it oh, marty, campbell. marty marty campbell yeah marty writes pretty good stuff yeah yeah writes good stuff mm -hmm. too yeah. Marty has a lot more discipline than I do. He writes every day. Yeah. Yeah, but you like, I don't know. I like them both. Uh, I really like your, how your writing styles evolved too, Richard. I think it's it's really, it's a lot more poignant now, I think, which is cool. So are you like, you're getting better at sharing what you're really thinking and feeling, which I think is is pretty impressive. That's really difficult to do. So it's I really enjoy it. It's, oh, I appreciate that kind, sir. No, it's it's something we all need to do more of but you know it's like like let's have an open honest debate about energy policy and electric cars and batteries and where power comes from and you know what are we going to do about it like what's the legitimacy of all these different things like you know like again it gets all sounds so ridiculous but this gets all politicized and like then nobody believes anything you know it's, it happens like with almost everything we get tangled up in these days is like, well, so, and then like, next thing you know, somebody's just running out of their ass and like, it's not even true. Like, just stop. Let's talk about it and put something in place. You know, it's just so corrupted. It just sickens me, man. Yeah. Nobody's willing to tell the truth. And lovely. I think that starts at the top. It's tone from the top. I work at a big, I've always worked at a, at large corporations, right? So I worked at JP Morgan. Mm -hmm. I guess I won't say who I work Other for places. now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but what they always talk about uh, is it's always about the tone from the top. And as, a, as an American, the tone from the top is coming from the president. And you see him spinning every little fucking thing and making it's gaslighting is the mm -hmm. term, right? So, yeah. for example, recently Joe Biden's in Indiana. He's looking for Jackie, right? Yeah and very clearly does not recall the fact that this woman is dead mm -hmm. like a month and ago, it's like where is she 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 must not be here today. stand up she yeah here? jackie jackie where are you huh, maybe she's not here jackie yeah and then she jean pierre whatever her name is she gets questioned on 
the press secretary yeah. gets questioned about it. It's like, no, nah, she was top of, mind. top of mind. That's our that's our phrase. Top like, of mind. Can you just fucking admit that this guy has lost his mind and that there's no accountability whatsoever? And people who is running the show behind the scenes? Where is the there's no accountability for it? Uh it's and there's the just, dude that said like six years ago if he could just sit in a basement in his pajamas and run things, he would. This country can never function properly until you have the right tone from the top and somebody taking accountability for these things. Um, when things go wrong, maybe you mm-hmm. said, yeah, yeah he, he he forgot. <laughs> like that's fine. Something. Yeah, that's he pre- okay. he's pre- he's met thousands and thousands of people. If he forgot that some random congress person in indiana died like I, I can forgive that but don't lie about it i think we're i think we're on the advent of a new ism i don't think it's communism and i don't think it's fascism and i don't think it's socialism but it's something new and i really think i really find that it draws many parallels to like 20 1926 and there was all these, uh, there was Mussolini. 35? There was Hitler. You mean 35? All, and, then, and what people did don't realize is it was batshit crazy in South America that time with uh, currencies collapsing and uh, coups and everything. And I really think that we're, and it would be about the right timing. So we're at 19 or 2022. We've almost hit that 100-year cycle, and uh, I think that's how long it takes. I think that's I think that's we've reached the end of our cultural memory of the last bad ism, and I think what we're going into is I don't know what we're going to call it, maybe cronyism or like I don't know, but something it's not quite like the other things but it's it's reflective of them and it's there seems to we seem to reach a point when uh there's a group of people and it seems to be about every hundred years that think that they just know better than everybody else well it also comes to mind about that quote i had to look it up so i get it right and it's that one about hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. It yeah, takes about that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, Richard, I, I think you're right. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. There, it's like people forget easily. It, it's amazing to watch in real time how people are so quickly forgetting lessons of the past, which is like a pretty. I mean, I'm not going to claim that I'm super well-versed and educated on history and especially economic history, but, uh, or political history, but the UN came, said Mm. today or yesterday that they had a suggestion in, in the environment that we're in now, it's where rates have to go up and blah, 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 that they want to put price controls in place on certain things. And that is centralized planning. Yeah. That is communism, right? Mm-hmm. 
like pounds sand, dude. Yeah, like you absolutely need to go. We're in a point now where decentralization is possible, and that's the answer to things. That's the answer to our problems: decentralization. And they're just doubling down on. Hey, maybe we should try communism again. Yeah, it's like, never worked like, so what, well anywhere else. That's we why we don't get, teach it in school, dude. Like we don't have history class anymore. Like nobody knows about, you know, freaking Cold War and Russia and communism and like all that history. And you know, I don't know if anybody even thinks like the freaking uh, Holocaust is real. You know, like that all gets whitewashed over and and just blatant over. It's like colonialism, and, and then you don't teach it. But like that's why when they say those who do not remember history are doomed to repeat it. That's where they're trying to go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, hard times ahead. I feel like opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah, I still have faith in the human spirit, no matter what. Like, we are just dumb and crazy enough to make shit happen and not give up when everybody else probably think you would. But like, Uh, some of the lunacy that we put up with and do is absolutely mind blowing. But I honestly don't think Florida is ever going to be a swing state again. I would be surprised. Yeah, I concur. Um, you, just, you just never know, though, man. Like, you just don't ever know. Like, you don't ever count any chickens. Like, well, that's the cyclical thing when th- things are going well. And it's like, all right, let's uh, loosen up our stance on things and start spreading the wealth a little bit. And then you go back to, then you get like the liberal policies and well, what I'm- starts failing. Most concerned is if this next election cycle, let's say conservatives take back the House and the Senate, it's just a race to see how quick they can fuck it up again. Like, seriously. Like, instantly their brain shuts off. They forget why we sent them there. And it's business as usual. I guarantee you, dude. It just drives me insane. How do we break that? I just don't know. But, like, that's what my gut tells me. Like, yeah, people are like, all right, screw all this noise. And then maybe a couple things. And then next thing you know, it's just lunacy as normal. You're like, just, just freaking stop. Stop. My friend just texted me. Not to be Debbie Downer, but damn it. There's a, there's a debate on TV right now. Governor, Oregon governor debate on TV right now, apparently. Oh, wow. Oh, that's the Charlie Foxtrot too, isn't it? Is it still three people? Yeah, Kotek, Betsy Johnson, and oh, the other person. Christine Lazard. Blazen, Blazen. Yeah, because I think Betsy's definitely splitting that vote. I don't know what. I don't know, man. Yeah. It could be Kocek or uh, Betsy or this Christine has a, a route to victory if they split the vote enough. Mm-hmm. Did 100%. you see the picture of Kocek at Pendleton? Mm-mm. Wow. Is what? that the wow. liberal person or who's the Democrat? I, for, I, don't, I don't even know what's going on there. Oh. Betsy Johnson's the independent, right? Yeah. Wow. What are you talking about? Pendleton, Richard? I don't know. I know she was in Pendleton at the roundup. She mm-hmm. had her cowboy outfit on. Ah. <laughs> What's her name? Kotek. Kotek. I think it's K-O-T-E-C-K. Something like that. Uh, I saw her in a stupid cowboy shirt. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it was so. There's Tina? an article on, on OPP. That... It's not Tina Kotek, is it? Yeah. White, short hair? Yeah. She was wearing an outfit at Roundup? 
Yeah, she was at the Pendleton Roundup. She was always saw her in the parade, but I don't ever remember seeing her like that. She was just dressed silly. What was it like? I'm sure it was golden. Yeah, was she like? It was like a white shirt with like black. Oh, I see a picture here. Or something. Kotex cowboy hunts. Cowboy hat stunt betrays rural Oregon values. That's at the Oregon Catalyst. It's like a blue fringe, blue shirt with white fringe and a shitty hat. Uh, is one picture of her that was in the roundup parade i think or parade yeah yeah she had a really crappy looking straw hat on and a blue like roy rogers shirt with like white friend <laughs> like somebody on her staff be like hey you guys i know somebody from pendleton baker no. legrand just joseph somewhere just, out in eastern oregon just let's don't. ask them if this outfit just is going to go over well don't just dude wear your or your governor suit like just that's okay yeah like, that's fine yeah like the opb had an had an article about how pendleton is becoming like a uh like a big political campaign stop for oregon politics of and, course yeah and that seems like a, that's a bad thing i don't want to <laughs> That means that, pedal, that means your demographics getting over to the plate where they could tip it. I don't think they're going to hit Lake County for a while. Probably not. Yeah, come on down to Roundup there. Yeah, it's been a... do the Good circuit. Point. You could do Lake County, Harney County, and then Pendleton. You know, I got to tell, tell you my cowboy hat story with my ad agency for uh, Google. Okay, so I always get hit up to get like we can put you at the top of the Google search. Never works. So, anyways. Oh, I guess this one was Facebook. Like, we'll get you in Facebook. We'll get you a bunch of leads because you got to pay a lot of market. You got to pay marketing and real estate, and uh, which I'm fine doing. Just some of it's so crappy. It's uh, it's crazy, but uh, so they run this ad, these ads for me, and they're like barn generic Photoshop barns and uh, these horses running. Not really good stock images. I'm like, hey. I'm done with you guys. Cancel my, oh, we want to try again. He goes, what's wrong with it? I'm like, I need Yellowstone and you're giving me Hallmark. He's, I said, have you ever watched a cowboy movie on Hallmark? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, have you ever seen, I said, and I said this to him, I said, have you seen the fucked up hats they wear and the weird boots? And he's like, well, yeah. I thought that's, isn't that how it looks? I said, you watch Yellowstone? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love that show. I said, here's my, here's, here's what you're giving me. You're giving me homework, and I want Yellowstone. And unless you can get me to Yellowstone, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Anyways, they worked on it for a, a week, and they never even, they said, oh, we're going to do some samples of the new ad campaign. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And finally, dead, radio silence. <laughs> Haven't got charged since. So apparently not everybody can do Yellowstone. Turns out, yeah. But I will say, and I have to say this for damn sure, is I had my uh, 20X rebuilt. Well, I left it there last year after Pendleton because uh, I was going to be back in June for like Jackalope Jamboree. Um, but Perk at Pendleton Hat, dude, he worked that hat over. You wouldn't even think it's the same lid, dude. Absolutely amazing. Like top, top notch, like 
can't say how good a job he did. Like phenomenal. So he just went by in his hat. He might have, and it was being a hell of a bargain at that price. And I'm proud of him for doing it. But yeah, whatever he did, I don't think he's going to make any money doing that in the long term. But I'm sure as hell going back for whatever. But it is amazing. I truly loved it. So um, yeah, just an outstanding job. Can't recommend it enough. So Perk, thank you, man. You did a tremendous job, dude. It's like the best I've ever seen. Way surprised. So I think I think Brian took a hat in there too, Joel. He was like, he actually accused me of like this is not the same hat. Like it's like. I was there with Brian when he took it in. I was curious to see the result, uh, but I, was, yeah. I never, I, I didn't, wasn't around long enough to see it. it was, I'm impressed. It was, in bad, it was in bad shape when he took it in. Yeah, Brian, Brian. I remember Brian. I remember Brian wearing that to his high school senior prom. <laughs> it's kind of like you know old deeds. He ain't willing to give up on a you know piece of clothing just because a little threadbare. So you know. It's like, <laughs> Deets. But it was amazing. Yeah. So can't recommend that enough. It was way cool. So and good price too. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm curious how that Oregon governor thing is going to play out. But I'm more curious how we're going to keep chasing quote unquote green energy. Only thing green about green energy is all the fucking money we're pouring at it. That's the only thing green about green energy. Seriously. It could I imagine one season, one cold winter. The, their entire plan will go to all the hell it, it hasn't yet like every summer like when you shut down california because you can't even run your air conditioner like a couple winters ago in texas was like dead um recently here in florida when like all the power's out everywhere like where are you taking your car dude like somebody i know like their um their tesla flooded can you imagine how bad that is on the environment when the tesla gets flooded like how think about like a freaking double a battery gets water on it how shitty that gets quick you got a whole freaking car that's basically a battery and now uh it's ruined you gotta do something with it that's the other thing like where are all these batteries going yeah. when we get done with these cars man like, landfill yeah yeah and just wait till like this winter it gets kind of bad then you're gonna see like oh the u.s steps in we're gonna provide 400 billion dollars to europe for energy energy like what every time we just step in and we just here here we'll we'll just make more of this eat have yeah, you guys makes have it all, all the better yeah i i saw like seven memes today of like florida residents put up ukrainian flags so u.s will send aid you know like <laughs> <laughs> i saw i saw a thing uh politico had a posted uh, an article and they referred to uh so DeSantis is, you know, of course, Florida is looking for federal aid for relief, right? Uh, and it's all well and good until DeSantis comes looking to the president. They called it the president's wallet. Nah, you see that? I, I missed that, but that's interesting. Do you, yeah. Do you guys really view our taxpayer money as just the president's money? <laughs> Insane. remotely no yeah like that's insulting to even say that out loud it, no matter it, is, insulting the is, like, it doesn't come from the president that's why we have those assholes in congress um yeah hmm. like, the, my god it was the people's money when they were spending it for covid though oh that's right yeah it's the people's money when they're you know hiring eighty thousand irs agents too to come drag it out of your fucking dead body 
Have we heard any more about this student loan forgiveness, dude? Is is that because uh, he can't do that anyways? Just because he says he wants to forgive student loans doesn't make. Supposedly, there's like eight states that are challenging it in the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, but like you just can't like wave a wand and forgive debt like that. Like, there's a process. Like, really? They did, there's it, for, a, there's... They did it for Bear Stewart. They did it for the banks and the bailout. Apparently, well, didn't Congress have to eventually vote on that? Yeah, I'm just saying. I think. I mean, but, like, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to, like, hey, we're going to come together, we're going to vote, we're say, yeah, we're wiping out all debt for anybody that's whatever. But you just can't have like one, right? Not really one person, but like some asshole, whoever's pulling all this puppet strings just be like yeah and no more student debt for this level like i i i do find it hypocritical that the, the republicans are bashing it so much because when we bailed out the auto industry nobody blinked an eye when we bailed mm -hmm. out the banks nobody blinked an eye but when we actually go to bail out individual americans it's like the, the house is on fire and the roof's falling down it should have been like that when we went to do the bail, do the auto bailout, and it mm -hmm. should have been like that when I went to do the bank. So I find it hypocritical that this is a hot button issue because a lot of those same bastards voted for both those two bailouts. And when it, we know the educational system is screwed up, we know that it's predatory, and when it comes around to helping individual Americans rather than corporations and state it's this big end of the world mm -hmm. personal judgment on those people and look i don't care either way but i don't like the hypocrisy i'll, I'll point out one very important detail richard uh is when you say a, a bank bailout are you talking about tarp Tarp yeah, funds. they could do the same thing with the student loan bailout. The banks paid that money back, right? With but interest. They, if the banks could manage to pay that money back, the banks took a one-year education, two-year loan. They took maybe a two-year loan at at worst. Um, it, that's that's completely different. Did the, the banks paid it back. Pay it back? What did the auto industry pay their loans back? I, I'm not familiar with the auto industry bailout, but um, I, I actually don't know anything about that. But, but it, you know, you go back to the thing too, like student loans are the only ones you can't like claim in bankruptcy. Yeah. Like, hmm, that seems interesting. Yeah, you know. get rid of that that little detail and we'd see like banks being unwilling to Well, what I learned to the fiasco is how much we're actually loaning the colleges. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of this? I don't know the numbers. It's it's pretty, it's amazing. If that's not one third of the total that the students make, but we've been supplementing the colleges. So I can't figure out why, it, because when Mike and I went to school, I don't know about Joel, but we lived in basic prison cells as dorms. Oh, yeah. So, I, I yeah. didn't live in dorms, but I, I, I wandered through a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing. And then now you can go and you can have like three bedroom apartment and uh, two bathrooms and a beautiful kitchen and a living room. I mean, that's where our money's going. So I guess it's capitalism at its best, but there's got to be some sort of uh, 
minimum, or I don't know what it is, but I can tell you education's out of control and somehow it needs to be corrected. Well, I concur. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I think. Well, it reaches a point where either you find it worthwhile or you don't. You don't bail people out of it because they made the wrong decision. Um, See, I, that, that at, the expense, at the expense of the rest of us and the, at the expense of somebody that was like, you know what? It's not a financially, I wish I could go to college. I think that'd be a great experience. Probably help me long-term, but I'm just not in a financial position to do it and you just don't do it. Or the, or so, the parents that sacrifice and scrimp and save to give money to their kids to pay their way and they don't get any bailout. So the, the loan bail, the 2008 collapse, the credit derivatives, that was paramountly criminal. Why? And we bailed that out. That was bets on top of bets on top of bets on top of bets of things that had no value. Mm-hmm. Well, you have and to. You're saying that you're saying that the that, that was federal policy. You had to do it. You can't. But I'm just saying, it's insane. It's insane to bitch about the college kids and then not bitch about the banks and the auto loans. You can't. Well, you can't separate the three. They're all bad. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, absolutely you can. No. So with the so with the credit default swap issue, um, if you're a bank, you're trying to operate and you're trying to compete in a free market, and I put quotation marks in there because banks are heavily regulated. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, if you on top of that, <clears throat> if you go back and look at like a George W. Well, probably back to Clinton. Clinton and definitely George W. During their State of the Union addresses, I remember specifically George W. Talking about how, um, you know, highlighting the fact of achieving the American dream and home ownership has is expanding. Basically, like more people than ever are able to afford their own homes because of federal policy. And if you're a bank uh, subject to our regulators, you're not allowed to sit around and make a credit decision on something as simple as, can this person pay this fucking loan back? You can't do that because you're gonna get hit with discrimination charges and you're, you're just not allowed to. So you have to give the loan and then, but they can't make you hold on to it. So you gotta like, you gotta get that shit off your books. You gotta get these shitty loans off your books. And the best way they knew how was, okay, if we package this all up into a bunch of mortgages, yeah, some of them can fail, but it's not really gonna make a difference. Uh, but then the credit market dried up and people lost their jobs and they defaulted. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, it's really easy just to say, Hey, big, bad bank, you guys screwed us over. They didn't have a choice. As not, my, as the I'm, not criticize, I'm not criticizing the banks. I'm criticizing the bailout of the banks. The system of it all. You can't bail you out the industry and what not... happens if you let the banks fail? It's 
Oh my God, man. That's... We don't know what happens if we let the banks fail because we never did it. We did. We, we let, also well, don't it's know on a bank. What, we let we don't know what happens if we pay off everybody's college loans because we never did it. But we do know. To It'll have be two different standards. Fucking outrageous. To have two different standards for corporation and individual reeks of hypocrisy. You're also forgetting again, I'll remind you, TARP was the bailout and the banks paid TARP back. Uh, we're going to bail out student loans. Are they going to pay it back? No. I remember a back. lot of people. They're going to bitch and complain that they might have to pay taxes on their handout. I, I remember quite a few of the bankers that caused the credit, that caused the meltdown in 2008. As soon as the, the government bailed them out, they got big fat bonuses for doing a shitty job. So they didn't do a shitty job. They did what they were supposed to do. They cracked. And they if you don't, if you don't, if you don't pay them, they nearly you can't the run your operation. You can't run your operation if you don't pay your employees. That big, sounds like that big it? shot at Goldman Sachs. If you don't give me, it's not my fucking fault that this is the policy. It's the uh, if, you don't, if you don't give me a bonus, I'm going to go to J.P. Morgan. Yeah, I think that's what that's what Joel's saying is like the policy was you will give these loans or you're probably going to get sued for discrimination, even though it was total bullshit to give those loans. Yep. Like it was the interjection of the governmental policy on that loan act. And like, can't, can't, we make this, can't we make the same argument? It's total bullshit that kids have been leveraged this much money. No, what the value, what what no. it costs to go to school now versus what you get back? Absolutely, that's completely horseshit too. Yep, um, no way around that. Like the, the the ratio of what university costs versus average wage or whatever that that matrix is is completely disproportionate to what yeah, it was. I don't, say, like, I don't buy nineteen eighty, you know, versus what it costs now to go to school because it is subsidized by loans. You know, they just inflate the price of the university. And so, you know, that's that's the problem with a lot of the student loan things as well. It's like, shouldn't cost you a hundred fucking thousand dollars. So don't go to college. That's fine too. Like nobody forces you to go to college. That's my point as well. Like you don't, nobody forces you. But if you're going to be bailing out people that got shitty student loans versus somebody who went to trade school, learned how to weld, and has running a small business and used loans to get that, why aren't you taking care of them too? Like, yeah, no, I'm not. My point is like. Trade Dude. schools got bailed out a while ago, didn't they? I have no idea. I don't know how you can. Why, all, why do you, how would you, bail you interject this thing about it's a literally shitty for profit? Why do you say a profit. shitty student loan? Because it's, it's massively it's a, inflated. Yeah. The student how? loan process inflated the cost of university like a thousand fold, dude. 100% the government stepping in to put policies like, in place has should yeah, never been. For sure. Like, as soon as they got involved, it was rat fucked. Like, but no if they don't do that, the banks aren't going to give out the loans, and then people just are. Why, why wouldn't they give out the loans? Uh, because it's not worth it. It's not a good credit decision. If you want to, if you're a banker, like I'm not going to give an unsecured loan to an 18 year old. You're in circle. You're sort going of going to university to get a better job and a better career, so you can pay back the loan. Like, don't you see like that? That circle's broken, then, man. Like, or would you only base it on what your major was and be like, hey, look, if you're fucking studying pottery making, I'm not loaning you any goddamn yeah, money. Uh, yeah, I think I think that if you give the banks, if you make loans dischargeable under bankruptcy rules, a bank would then judge mm -hmm. like, okay, what are you going to study? 
Yeah. And they're going to sure. monitor your so progress. See, yes. Again, yep, there we go. That's a solution. Yeah. For sure. That's when you're going to all yeah. like, whoa, you can't do that. Like, it's just got to be this because it really did inflate the value or the cost of school by the fact that almost anybody could just go sign up and get money to go do it. So like, the more we loan out, the more we get back. So let's freaking let her rip, Tater Chip. Or if it was like yeah, more like a business decision, like like there, it's nonsense. Uh, like a, a to go to college. If I want to go to college and study engineering, mm -hmm. that should probably cost more money than if I want to go to college and study literature. Maybe so, but you can um, also probably get like a unsecured low interest loan to go do that through a bank or or maybe a private individual, like some kind of industry. Not necessarily the government throwing money at that, so everybody goes to university. So then they raise the price because they know everybody's going to come anyways. So it's not based on the value of the education anymore. It's based on what they can charge because everybody gets cheap money to go do it. So yeah, the literature professor point. should be making about thirty-five thousand a year, and the engineering professor make what whatever they make two hundred thousand. I would, I would discount the people that teach people how to write. <laughs> But I think it's like the whole point. Well, if you're like, in college, hopefully you already know how to write. What are you going to university for? Uh, I want to. I want to say okay. Maybe you make the first year of university absolutely free. It is two years. You can go to college for two years for free. Well, you can go to college. local community college for damn near nothing if you want. I got paid to go to community. And maybe college. that's how it should be. Like, hey, look, you got to go to you got to go to community college for two years if you're going to go through this program to figure out what the hell you want to go do. And at that point, like, look, I'm going to transfer to university. I want to be an engineer. Here's my grades. Here's my thing. And it's in a bank and be like, you seem like a worthy risk. We're going to back this. I want or, to say community college I'm every sorry. three months. They would give me, they'd pay my tuition every, mm -hmm. every term. And then I get a check for somewhere around 1500 bucks. Who's they? Pell Grant. Yeah. Uh, federal okay. student loan assistance. Pell Grants yeah. and stuff. Not loans. I don't, I don't have to pay it back, but they pay it all. Grant. Yeah. And now it's even more generous. Like there's no, there's no reason why. I, if well, people want to go, like you said people go to their four-year college as a freshman sure. uh, and you want to take out a loan, uh, you're going to fucking have to pay it back. I totally agree. That, that We're not is, paying it nobody's back. Nobody's forcing you to go to university. But we've completely hosed the system over with the interjection of the government programs also. I, don't, I definitely don't think we have to, you know, have loan forgiveness, but make it so it's bankruptcy. I think make it so it has value again. Make it what it really should cost. Um, but I'm I've I've been paying my fucking student loans. Are you going to pay me back for all the shit I've already paid? You know, like if you're thinking if you're going to open this can of worms, like how far are you going to open it up? You know, like is it just idiots now? What is it cut off? All this stuff. You know, like um, specific majors. There's some programs like that if you're like in public service. So many years they'll wipe out your student loan. Okay. Well, if you're if you're like I'm a I'm a good example of this. I I still owe about forty thousand dollars in student loan mm -hmm. debt. Well, maybe thirty. I, don't, yeah. I forget. But you haven't even looked at it. Yeah. Um, I still have an automatic payment, four hundred dollars or something like that mm -hmm. every month goes to a student loan payment. Uh, I'm a Pell Grant recipient, so therefore I would qualify for this twenty thousand forgiveness. But after college, what they tell you is like, you know, take take all your student loans, consolidate them, and refinance them. Those are the so I, screwed. So I do that, and now they're with a private lender, and mm -hmm. everybody like me 
go fuck yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I did the same thing. I consolidated out through a private lender. So like those aren't eligible. Um, so only if you fuck up every step of the way, do you benefit from this? <laughs> Sounds pretty familiar, nonsense. don't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my point is it, you can't, you can't compare bailouts. I, I just think that when it comes around to bailing out actual human beings, you can't really say that's not right when you bail out corporations. There and during that financial crisis, they did bail out individuals with uh, redoing mortgages because yep, everybody so. was underwater and they mm-hmm. spent a ton of money to redo all that. And that was at my well, expense as well. I didn't. People I don't made bad choices. In that too. I didn't. Like, yeah, I didn't make a getting, bad choice. You know, arm and mortgages. They're doing delays. They're doing bloom payments because, like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this house. I'm not going to pay shit. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to, it's going to go up. And then guess what? It goes underwater. And now you got a huge payment and you're like, I'm fucked. You know, and now you're in a situation where most people like my age and below, maybe a few years older than me for, I don't know if this is true for me, but a lot of people will never be able to afford to buy a home because the market continues to be propped up by the federal government being like, okay, we'll preserve the value of your real estate even though it's outrageous, like your home should probably be worth about half of what it's worth if it wasn't for the government stepping into that. Maybe in certain, maybe in certain places. Yeah. 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 Probably not everywhere, but. No, I think. I know I, I, the other thing I sort of take issue with is uh, bashing the liberal arts because I guarantee you, I learned, I use the stuff that I learned in my philosophy, critical thinking and symbolic logic class as much as I use every learned that I use everything I learned in my financial classes. Your exception, Richard. But I'm just saying, I mean, I don't really care what degree you get. I don't give a shit really. That's your choice. But ultimately that's your choice. Like that's why I get pissed off about like, I know it's short-sighted, but like, look, you chose that. You can't figure out how to make a living with that. Don't come to me. I'm sorry. I didn't choose that either. You know, like, yeah, but oh, Richard, there's probably a difference between when you went to school versus people going to school now too. What they're learning, I got, what they're I got a Benedictine. I got hmm? a lot of philosophy with Benedictine nuns, so it's a little oh, bit different. Most definitely, but like yeah, and I also hey, got, you know, like yeah, follow your passion too. That's great, but like when you get out and like you can't do anything, I'm sorry, man. That was life and is I, choices. I never thought for a minute that I was going to make money to be doing philosophy, but I do. What I did you, learn there. You use it as a tool, though, and then you don't just sit there and wait for it to show up so you can pontificate yeah. about something. Yeah. You know? so. And I will say that college level, level writing for me really was beneficial. Yeah. Absolutely. Me as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things about college are beneficial. Like, I'm not bitching about me having to pay back my student loans. I bitch about if, you, if you're going to pay somebody else's, and then I'm going to have to pay double because it's going to come out of my taxes. And I'm still paying mine. So, yeah. you know, like, why? You know, if you really just, wanted to be fair, like, you know, what the hell, dude? Attack, just attacking liberal arts. It's not necessarily, I think it creates, a, it creates quite a bit of value in society that isn't as majorable in a capitalistic system as we would like it to be. Sure. What? I, I I fail to see much value in the liberal arts. Writing, philosophy, 
You can learn that on your own. Read a book. I don't think writing's under liberal arts. I think I, I think I probably learned more funny. from I learned more about writing from reading uh, you know, The Sun Also Rises and reading uh, Holden Caulfield. Yep. book. But that's sort of falls in that liberal arts category. Yeah, but you can read that on your own and you can just pick up Oh, I see what he's doing with his punctuation and you writing. Spend eighty thousand dollars, and you could have spent twelve dollars in late fees. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. an interesting experience I had as an English teacher in high school. They physically do not teach kids how to analyze stories, how to break down. Like I was talking to two twenty-two-year-old college graduates that couldn't figure out who the narrator of Game of Thrones was. Wow. Well, education is completely different as well. It's even worth less than it was when we went through. Yeah, it, you think of all the subtle context when you can't, when they don't even teach you how to analyze a story. You there's so much about business is reading between the lines. So oh, much sure. about negotiation is about reading between the lines. But those fund those foundational cores come from being able to analytically break down a very simple stories to begin with and more and more complex stories. And I can't even imagine watching like all these people, like they talk about Game of Thrones or they talk about the newest series and they've actually done no, they don't really realize the layers that are to it. And when you start explaining the layers to them, they're like, holy shit, that was in that movie right in front of my face the entire time. And I never realized it because we just don't teach that. And I think part of the stigma that goes around it is because you got guys on Fox News and the Republicans out there bashing liberal arts type of things. And that's not constructive in any part of the way. Well, I, I agree as well. I, I just keep putting myself in a position like if I had money to loan for college, would I loan for somebody to get a liberal arts degree? Like degree? I don't know, maybe. I think it's a it's a, it's a defense sure. who you it's are, like, right? It's like it's it's certainly a foundation for everything else. Yeah, there's no way around that. I, I fully believe that, you know. But well, everybody that goes to college has to take some foundational liberal arts stuff. You just don't have to major in it. Right. Yeah. It's a key it's, component. Yeah, of course it's beneficial. It's not just when you get to university. Like it's been, you know, like for me, what sixth grade on, like it was like writing and speech and art and you know, like. But of course, again, I think our education that we were now looking back, fortunate enough to have, has probably shifted from what most people get from sixth grade on now. I don't know. I haven't been to school forever, but that's my guess. Someday I'll get to talk about all the research I've been doing into education. It is. Yes, that will be quite intriguing. It is yeah. mind blowing. Gentlemen, where'd you learn how to? Where'd you learn how to do research? No oh, liberal oh. arts. Nope, you just the Dewey Decimal System in the library. Yeah, so I can learn that in statistics and statistics. No, statistics was actually one of my favorite classes, and I don't think I would have done so well in statistics had I not had logic classes before. I'm truly loving this discussion, but I am old and tired and mean. So I hey, suggest... I got a PlayStation Five, you guys. How did I? I is it is it Joel's those. job to be the liberal and mine? I know that's what's killing him? me so much. Like it's just my brain can't hardly just <laughs> process it all at this moment. You know? Yeah, Joel's trying that's to strike with the PS Five. you've come a long way. Bradbury's like, and these damn Republicans are bashing on liberal arts degrees, shit, and bail out the government, screwing over all the individuals. And Joe's like, hey, wait a minute. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, so I get pretty heated about when it comes to the financial crisis. Cause, well, I mean, like, you were I w- you were in it more than anybody else on this goddamn podcast. I was sure. there. I was a stupid ass twenty. Hell, I was there. Yeah, three year old. I was. I didn't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, you were. That's like, so. Wet, yeah. That's so funny because I, I was about the age I was in Seattle in two thousand one when the dot com booms crashed. And I got to see that firsthand. I got to see all those broke ass motherfuckers sitting at the <laughs> at the uh, coffee tables at Starbucks with nothing to do because their entire lives just disintegrated in front of them. Like, I of course had a blue collar job, so I was all right, but I could afford my mochas. Um, yeah. But highs, uh, highs, the lows, lows. Yeah. But, but to uh, see that in a community like Seattle, that was devastating. That was really sort of depressing to see and so when you say that you were there as a 22 year old kid that is the perfect time in your life to be there because that's the time when you really internalize that kind of stuff because i think you really absorb that those kind of experiences and as you get older you sort of get hardened to them yeah yeah you know it's interesting i was somebody was talking recently about uh occupy wall street something i was listening it was uh is Dave Smith. He was recently mm-hmm. on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm, I'm about done with the episode because it's like a three-hour episode, but it's really good. I recommend it. But they, they t- Dave Smith brought up um, at a certain point in time back in 2008, you had Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party, uh, which kind of emerged at the same time with the same basic goal and mm-hmm. the same argument and what and his point was that what's happened since is that uh big business has sort of uh i guess acquiesced to what i would say is more the occupy wall street crowd but uh kind of trick them to be in on their side by creating they created division between the Tea Party and the Occupy Wall Street people. Well, wasn't there where? But was what, what was interesting is I was on, on Occupy, Occupy. Wasn't there? What were we getting distracted well, from? Well, the reason I brought up Occupy Wall Street is because I was working across the street from there when that was happening in Zuccotti uh-huh. Park, and uh, at lunchtime we'd go like walk through Zuccotti Park and mm-hmm. look at all the tents and all the people, and Michael Moore was in there, and uh, fucking Spike. Spike Lee was saw Spike Lee in there doing interviews and you'd see all these like people just taking advantage of the situation to promote their own brand mm-hmm. is what you would call Michael Moore, right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, that was a, probably a pretty, maybe time will show that to be a pretty fortunate uh, experience to see that firsthand. Oh, no doubt about that. I, I was just questioning like the, the validity and the timing of that particular event. I've read somewhere, heard somewhere like there was that was distracting from something else major that was going on, but I don't recall what it is, so it's not really worth anything. But yeah, to see that at your time, all oh, that was very beneficial. That was a mess. Yeah. And hey guys, as I said earlier, I'm old and tired of cranky. So I think we should switch to the happy ending and and uh, wrap up season one for uh, episode one of season four with some happy thoughts and some happy endings. And uh, we've only been here almost two hours already. So um, 
let these fine people get on the rest of their afternoon and get back on the road because most people have pulled off in the ditch laughing or screaming at us so we're screaming this episode most likely i think it's awesome so we're having some great follow-up for next one yeah so um rich you want to lead us off with happy ending uh it was nice having this conversation uh happy ending Oh, I'm on a blank. Okay. <laughs> Something comes up, you can circle back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Joel? Yeah, to echo what Richard just said a little bit, I like having these conversations because uh, for me, like, I, I, I really enjoyed talking about this sort of stuff. And uh, I understand that I come across as like, uh, I piss people off. <laughs> That's uh, all right. I don't, I, I, every once in a while, like I'll get in an argument and somebody will just be like, refuse, I refuse to talk to you anymore about this. I'm like, what? Like, we're just what, at what the bar. It's like, yeah. we're, we're just, I thought we were just talking about this. And these days, if somebody doesn't agree with you, they, especially if you have like a kind of a, what's considered to be like a right wing viewpoint and you're talking to a left wing person, they will not even, engage in the conversation anymore and they'll just up abruptly leave it angrily yeah. <laughs> and uh i'm like i don't know i i that's happened to me a couple times over the last two weeks where like i thought we we're just having a reasonable conversation and they refuse to participate in that anymore because i don't agree with them um you got this damn reason and logic and thought and you know like yeah you don't, you don't need talking points or not like, you know like you know just throw around like blank words like fascist and you know like, they might as well say fuck your facts yeah oh dude yeah don't, don't get in the way of a good story i'm always reminded have you ever seen the movie liar liar yes uh this scene always pops i'm trying to look for it um on, on on memes or gifs or whatever but there's like a scene in that when uh jim carrey says uh i object yes and the judge says on what grounds he goes because this is detrimental to my case exactly <laughs> <laughs> i always think of that nowadays but that's um, so perfect though yeah i will be i will say yeah i like one thing in the past is I've really been focusing on, uh, so I've taken the Myers-Briggs and it's basically astrology, but I enjoy it. Oh, I think it's and, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I've really been diving into my personality and I now see where a lot of people, I offend a lot of people. <laughs> oh, really? So, but uh, that has been sort of an interest. That's sort of one of the happy notes of what's going on probably with my life in the last seven months is mm -hmm. i've really been doing a deep dive into my personality and you know i got this way from a series of experiences and absolutely yeah and there were hard-earned experiences and i think as you get older it's a little bit harder to shift that and so i think at some point you have to decide if you're going to be comfortable with yourself or if you're not going to be and mm -hmm. so 
I'm trying to learn these things about these observations about that people have made about my particular personality type and try and like see how their weaknesses, but I always view them as strengths, but I need to see them how their weaknesses and soften them a little bit, but not really change them or well, uh, I mean, like delivery. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pointing at anything particular, but you know, like that's always the key to almost anything. I can tell you happy birthday in eight different ways. Uh, you're only going to believe maybe one of them. Yeah. So anyways, I guess that'd be my, that'd be my high point is uh, sometimes in adversity, you reflect on things and actually makes you a better person. That's what makes not you a better everybody, person. Might not everybody might reflect. not agree with that, but it's no, really I, your path that you're charted, what direction you're going. You learn from that experience, you know, like uh, like good Dr. Andy Huber said, in the end, all we are is an embodiment of our experiences. Yep. And what we do with those is important, you know, like that's really key, learning from that. And, anyways, in Joel's reflection, he was sort of reflecting along the same lines that I've been reflecting, so that's what brought it up. So thanks for jogging that out of me, Joel. Good job, Mr. Joel. See, Anytime, Rich. You're just a catalyst. Yeah. Catalyst for conversation. Uh, I could probably have an hour-long conversation on just that phenomenon. As, uh, I think uh, there's a certain element of people that can react a certain way to uh, encountering an opinion different than theirs. And if they can take this new reaction to it like you know what? i'm not even going to engage with you i'm going to walk away even though we're having a conversation nope can't even talk to you anymore because i've just challenged you've just challenged my worldview and i'm not even it and then they can walk away and feel good and pat themselves on the back about like i am a i'm a good fucking liberal uh it, it it's it's just disgusting behavior and i think maybe that and it, it's a structural. I, I don't think there's any way it's to get out of it. Over the you got to get back five years. to the college, high school debate, basic foundational education level, which is now controlled by a certain element mm -hmm. of people. Yeah, I think it's, it, it's yeah, hopeless. I think that's interesting thing about people's personalities because I'm more than happy to pull the pin out of a grenade and throw it in the middle of a room and watch how people react and see what I learn. And there's other spectrum of the personality that think that is quite possibly the worst way of communicating that you could ever <laughs> engage in. That's exactly what I do, Rich. And that's yeah, like that's, your that's opinion, exactly man. Yeah. <laughs> so I think but that- People always tell me like, you're just looking for a reaction. Like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if that's what I'm what doing. That's what you think to... about something, I, you know? That's very <laughs> Socratic method. That's very the dialogues of Socrates. He's always pulling pins out of things and throwing them at things just to see how people react. And we base that our whole last 7,000 years of our education system on that type of reaction. And um, it's just in the last i say 60 years you could pick any random 120 years 60 years 20 years that we've crossed this line where that's no longer acceptable and my question is how did we get so smart 
that we can say something that we learned in the last 60 years or three generations is can that invalidate that other 3,000 years that has it backed up. Mm-hmm. It's like a situation I was in. There was this lady. Science. And, it's the science. It has nothing. So <laughs> I was in a situation and talking about raising boys. And uh, this lady was just, and she was the leader of the conversation. And she was just bashing men right and left. And like, I just wanted to get through this thing. So I was biting my tongue. And I just couldn't take it anymore. She's like, uh, you know, if you're telling your kids, masculinity. yeah, if you're telling your kid to toughen up or walk it off, then you're part of the problem. I thought I was like, all right. So what you're saying is <laughs> what we've learned in the last 60 years is going to negate 300 generations of male model behavior. And she's like, well, yes. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> you think the jury might be out a little bit on that still? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that bitch needs to go build some walls and finish more. But if you like, just want to put the balance, the scales up and just see how that tips. Let's just look and see where we're at. Yeah. But I think that there's generate, there's people that have a longer timeline and know that there's these waves. And they know that just because we did disagree this time, that we don't, that all the information's not in. It's not in yet. So we can have these open conversations. But then there's those people that are still wearing masks in their cars in the middle of the desert between Denial and Lakeview. They were convinced from the moment that it happened. They don't need any other facts. They don't want to have any other conversation about it. That is where they're at. And those are the two spectrums of people. It's a true. Dude, well said. Yeah. Well said. I don't. I don't know how we got here, but yeah. Yeah, one of those. One of those. When I told you two conversations that abruptly ended for me in the last couple of weeks, one of them was <clears throat> I said something along the lines of uh, mask policy it was fucking ridiculous, and they didn't do any. They don't do anything to prevent the spread of COVID. And this guy was like, "Okay, you're wrong." And then he he's like, I can't I can't be a part of this conversation. He walked away. <laughs> that was one of that was one of them. Yeah. You're like, all right. Hey, you forgot your mask. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where's that gonna get us? You know, but I was like, okay, I whatever, you know, I, I guess that's better than you like yelling at me and not having any dialogue, but like same thing, like, all right, yeah, you're just instantly judged as you know, incompetent and I'm leaving now. Um, dare you ask me to prove that these work yeah they just do it's the science god guys yeah only follow the science when it's convenient for you that's what i like to but so yeah all right mike do your happy ending before we get in another tangent or no, i can't even talk i'm so tired go for it tangent my happy tangent. ending has been a like fortunately for us we we dodged the the hurricane Unfortunately for everybody else, they did not. But fortunate for us that we did. And B is finally getting us all herded together at the same time, at the same place to kick off this new season and just see everybody and remember how much I really, really miss these conversations. Um, no matter what the topic, you know, it's just it's just fuel for me and my soul. And I appreciate that. So I thank you guys for 
for putting up with my changing schedule. And I know all of ours have been in circles, but I think we'll hopefully track back down that falls coming a bit more. So that's my, my happy ending is truly getting this tonight. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I should, I should. I'd, I'd like to pinpoint a time at point in time when I got so important, I don't have time. That's the weirdest thing to me. I'd like to go back and correct that. <laughs> Good mindset, Richard. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Every uh, time reach out, I'd be like, I'd get, we'd get this like right to it. And it happened with all of us. And I'd be like, no, damn it. I have to go sit with these people and do this thing. And I don't want to. I'd rather be doing the podcast. But I have like, I have this dull shit I have to deal with. It sucks. Yeah. You know what I think we should do is because uh, we haven't been doing these podcasts on any regular schedule lately, but I think that what we should do is mix things up is uh, let's start inviting somebody new every time. Like we'll have uh, we get you know Kurt on here or Brian and yeah, I'm up for inviting other folks for sure. Yeah, get get Junior to do one. Anthony will do one. My friend oh, Billy, yeah. I'm sure you guys have buddies that'll join for uh we uh we actually owe two people one already we need to have amy and shandy on so they can talk about mongolia um yeah a derby yeah they need to talk about that i think that'd be wonderful i'd like to hear about that yeah dude hell yeah we're all about uh bringing on the guests i mean that's how that's how far reaches extra kind of got started is this like side one-on-one conversation um i think it's great so if we want to bring on random people here i still think we should do more far reaches extras with you other bastards as well um Joel, the one you did was great. Richard, awesome. You know, so yeah. up for uh, up for anything, man. Like this is for us and the people who still listen and give us feedback. And I, I get notices every single day on Facebook that people are looking at far reaches, like every single day. And we have not done a podcast for, I don't know, two months, three months. Uh, but there's activity every single day of somebody looking or listening. So like it or not, uh, there's demand. Um, and so, and it's fun. I really like the feedback. It's just what we make it. So open for suggestions. Yeah, hell yeah. We want to have more guests on. Absolutely. We want to contain more yeah. topics. Hell yeah, whatever, man. I'm all open. So it'd be great. <clears throat> all right, all right. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. With that, yeah, with that said, well, thanks again to our uh our sponsors, uh, B and K Auto. We, uh, we couldn't do without y'all. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. Hopefully we can help you out more as well. We'll have some new promo codes coming up soon. So uh, again, yeah, for everybody out there listening, you can find us on Spotify and Apple and iTunes and our Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel. Um, none of them are highly curated because we all just kind of do it when we can. So um, we appreciate that. If you have thoughts, concerns, if you want us to talk about a specific topic, if you want to be on the podcast and talk about a topic, that you want like hell yeah we'll have caller number nine that's totally cool as well so you know um we're all over that and, hey sexy hey, woman we got, we got a new guest and check that out man her new yellow coat yeah right. hey darling <laughs> that's awesome so yeah we'll wrap up the live stream we'll wrap it up this episode but again uh keep the questions comments and concerns coming until then uh remember Keep on reaching. On reaching, brother.